Hi, it's Brett Hill here. If you thought last year's Wellness Summit was big, just wait for the 2015 edition. There's new speakers, a new venue, new exhibitors, new everything, and we would love to have you there. Our selection of two-for-one tickets sold out in less than 48 hours last year, so if you want to join 600 like-minded health and wellness enthusiasts, as well as your favorite Wellness Couch podcasters, then make sure you go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and register for the early bird list. TheWellnessCouch.com streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the undisputed king of the Kiwis. He is the fabulous <laughs> founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Oh, kia ora, bro. How are you, mate? I am fantastic. I have no idea what you just said, but oh, you said, are good the king afternoon. of the Kiwis. Hello. I said, hello, mate. Good hello, to see you. Good and to then I'll see ask you, too. how are you? I'll say, tenakote, and, uh, and now you have to say, um, uh, katie pie. And then, katie then we're pie. all happy. Katie pie. But Damien, what if go. I said to you... Uh, Calamera, Calispera, or Calanita, what language would I be speaking? Um, sea, seafood, it sounds like calamari. It does, doesn't it? Yes. I would be saying good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you in Greek. Ah, oh, I thought it might be, because surely in calamari Greek. comes from Greece. <laughs> and I say that because we are about to speak with a beautiful lady who's coming with us to our 2016 Greek Island Ikaria Longevity Retreat. If you would like to be one of them and spend 10 days with Damo and I and our next guest in paradise in Ikaria, go to www.100notout.com and check out the uh, magnificent adventure that is next year's Longevity Retreat. Now, Damo, we're going over, as I said, you're king of the Kiwis. We're going to go over and chat to the undisputed queen of the Kiwis. We're going over to Christchurch, New Zealand to speak with a beautiful lady by the name of Shona Oli Khan, who is coming with us to Ikaria next year. But the reason why we really want to chat to Shona today is because she is 75 years young, yes. is a retirement coach, helping people truly make the rest of their life the best of their life in all areas of their life. And she is one inspiring woman. Uh, and Shona, it's a very warm 100 not out welcome to you all the way over there in beautiful Christchurch. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you very much. I just feel so privileged to be invited to join with you on the couch. And uh, yes, it's a delight for me to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Shona. Shona, um, it's fascinating for Marcus and I because my you probably remember the reason why we started 100 Not Out was because I was a little bit scared. Well, not the reason. What we Marcus and I were talking about it, but I was a little bit scared of um, of turning forty. Not even scared, but maybe apprehensive, and uh, and then so we thought, oh, far out getting forty must be you know moving on in my years. Um, time to start talking about it, get my head around it, and uh, and then learn more about aging well. But you're actually um, helping people at the other end of their career. I'm kind of midway through, and Marcus is still a baby because um, <laughs> he's almost still an embryo um, in years terms compared to you and I. But he's. But you're now working with people, showing them how to move into their retirement. Can you tell us more about that? Because that sounds fascinating. Yes, well, first and foremost, I'd like to just say one of the things I've learned is to be proud of your age when you're turning whatever age it is. Because, yeah. you know, age is just a number, same as your door number or your 
um, car registration number. And you need to get your head around being really proud of your age, whatever age you're at. And uh, so going from there, I really delight in working with people who are um, considering what to do during their retirement, um, which is great because lots of people don't do that. They rock up to the retirement finish line, the job finish line, and they haven't thought about anything. And so they're not sure what they're retiring into. They know it's going to be a, a great long stretch of time, which could be 20 or 30 years now that we're all living longer. But they haven't really done any planning. And so uh, this kind of um, notion or knowledge that I've uh, gained um, I have felt just so important to uh, alert people that they do need to put some preparation into this wonderful time ahead and make, in order to really make the most of it. Now, Shona, can I ask you, from what I can tell, um, you became a life coach, um, I suppose a registered life coach five years ago. I'm sure you've been an inspirational woman uh, for most of your life, but five years ago you were 70, and this is what I love. You decided to learn something new at the age of 70. A lot of people finish school and they abandon learning full stop. Um, how did this curiosity unfold? Was there some type of epiphany? Was this a, a gradual process? How did it come to be that, that you started doing this? Um, yeah, what happened in your life? Well, I came out of a teaching background and so for me, I've, I guess I've always been passionate about adding value to people's lives because that's what teaching is. And I guess as well, I had a number of friends who would come to me and, and seek me out to have a chat about life and issues that were going on for them. And I think over time, you do develop certain skills and maybe gifts of wisdom and so forth. And so from there, I thought, well, I'd like to take this further and um, get myself properly qualified so that I can get right in there and, and really um, make a significant difference to people's life. And Shona, with, in terms of what you were able to do uh, when you started the life coaching course and then you started to really transition into helping people with their retirement, did you know when you started the course that this is exactly um, what you would do? Is this something that you felt uh, absolutely inspired by or was it something more as you learnt about, I suppose, like you said, the value that you'd been um, I suppose, uh, helping the value that you've been giving back to society, did you find that over time that this was the niche that you were going to create? Because it it's an inspiring niche that you're in, but there's not a lot of people doing what you're doing. Exactly. Well, as I progressed through my um, life coach training, I realised that uh, I would need to seek out a niche market, so to speak, or an area where I would be most comfortable to work. And so the more I thought about it and the more I heard of people of my age and era who seemed to be in need of a little bit of guidance and support along the way, I felt, yes, this was the place I'd like to work in. So that's how that happened. And I suppose the other thing I wonder then is, have you met, uh, what type of resistance do you meet from people that are, I suppose maybe you don't meet so much because people are coming to work with you that, that actually want your support, but what kind of resistance have you met? What kind of limiting beliefs have you had to deal with others um, in regards to either maybe not so much their age but their self-esteem around their future? Because a lot of people, like Damien was saying, he was hesitant about his future turning 40. Some people 
don't like turning 30. I mean, um, how do you find you, you deal with people that are, I suppose, concerned about the rest of their life? Yes, well, I guess um, from where I'm coming from, I've noted a few different areas. For instance, there's the older person who says, I really am quite comfortable the way I am. And um, they almost sort of um, put themselves into a bracket of, of being satisfied and so that if they were going to be looking for more in life, it was like not the done thing. So it's getting people out of those negative belief systems that they've built for themselves over time and encouraging them to step out and be brave and uh, that there's more to, to, to life out there and they've got more to give as well as to receive. And then, of course, there's the younger group who, like you say, uh, perhaps don't want to even consider what they might do in later life or are looking and, and, and not, or perhaps with blinkers on, because they don't really want to know how it's going to be later. Uh, so those people, I have had the occasion to speak with um, a few who have um, really decided, yes, this is a good idea to start to look at um, their future a little bit more closely. And because there's a chance of having a second or a third career in life, that time of retirement, so to speak, from 65 onward, can be a great time to get into some new learning and new development. But a lot of it is down to your own self-development. And there's a lot of people who need to put a bit more effort into taking care to look into their lives and into their, themselves. And that's what I love about your program, because you are bringing an awareness to people to take a look at all aspects of life and in order to benefit in the wider sense of health and well-being. Thank you, Shona. Well, we love it. We love it a lot. Shona, you said a couple of really um, very important things um, through the last few minutes of, of us talking. One of them was that we needed to celebrate our age, and, and I agree with you, but you said that you learnt to celebrate your age. And a lot of people um, take some time to get to that point. I now celebrate my age. Um, I've always celebrated my birthdays, but... Um, but never really celebrated my age. But, and it's a really wonderful place to get to, to do that. And just the other day, I was uh, chatting with a lady who was concerned about her husband who, um, who was of the same age, um, but they both have very different mindsets. One of them wants to get on with life and look fantastic and feel amazing and, and stay you know, feeling young and energetic and get out there and exercise and you know, have all of the things that you'd have when you're in your 30s and your 40s. And you know, middle middle 60s, so not old at all. And um, and then the husband, also just, just over the middle point of 60, um, is going, you know, we're getting old, it's time to slow down. Um, I'm looking forward to sitting in my chair and, you know, drinking red wine and smoking a cigar, you know. And so there's this massive disconnect. Do you often find that there is a disconnect with people um, as they age? Yes, I think that's very true. And in the same way that you've mentioned the wife being the one that's more ready to get up and go and do more and uh, is more open for development. And it is difficult when men come to a full stop in life and decide that um, they don't need to do anything more. And that makes a problem within couples. And, of course, this is one of the biggest problems when couples retire and, and they start to focus on each other. Uh, in the past, they've had their jobs 
and perhaps a mortgage and and a family to focus on and now suddenly they're looking at each other and saying now who is this person I'm with and how am I going to spend the next 20 or 30 years with somebody who doesn't seem to be on the same page as me so yes that's a big problem um it's not an easy one. I'm working with a couple currently who have something a little similar going on. Um, and I think uh, if you are working with somebody, you have got the chance then, if it's a couple, for to help to inspire them to start to um, take another look at life and see what's out there for them to engage in. But if you're just working with, say, the wife who has come to you and presented the problem, it's quite difficult uh, unless the husband's going to step up. And so in some ways, you become the coach helping her to sustain her lifestyle and be confident enough to step out on her own uh, and enjoy doing things more for herself. It, it's it's a tricky one because naturally you want both um, to be on the same journey and enjoying the same kind of future um, ambitions and thoughts. So it's, it is a difficult one, I have to admit. So just on that, because I don't want to talk too much about the elephant in the room, but I know people, they'll be listening right now, and I know we only have a 20-minute podcast, but there's clearly people right now listening that would be in that type of relationship. It's, it's quite common. Um, there's, um, it, it, yeah, it's not an abnormal situation that, um, that, that's occurring. So I know you've said it's tricky. But if, you, if there's someone listening right now who's in a relationship where they feel poles apart from a value sense to their partner, what um, advice or wisdom can you share with them in order to make them feel like they're making progress in this? Well, first and foremost, I think the important thing is to continue to build your own self-esteem and you need to become stronger in your own sense of who you are and I, I think that's an ongoing thing and in some cases, it's uh, people have to start from scratch because they haven't actually realised that they're a bit weak in this area. So they need to really get on to building themselves up positively, uh, getting the support and help to, to do that, maybe from a coach. And then um, if they have got the courage to suggest to their husband that, um, hey, it's about time we both took a bit of a look at how we're going to progress in these next few years. It's a long period of time. We do need help. There isn't a handbook out there. Uh, we're plodding along uh, and we need actually to be um, doing this together in a much more light-footed light manner. Uh, how about, you know, looking into doing some coaching together because that would make our relationship so much easier. We do want a joyful and happy finish to our life. Let's try and see what we can do. Maybe the wife could suggest that and hopefully that he would come along and get some coaching from somebody. Um, I do coaching by Skype if necessary. They could contact me. On the other hand, um, if this is not going to happen, um, the woman does need to build herself up, or if it's vice versa, if it's the male in the situation that's struggling, they do need to build themselves up strongly so that they're okay in their own right to do their own thing, to extend themselves without feeling that um, the other partner is being totally left behind and they feel terrible about it. 
uh, they can be stepping up and doing is exactly what they love to do and feeling okay about the other partner who's not actually stepping up and being able to engage with them on a certain level but not being absolutely bereft that they're not with them in the, the total same journey. Um, you know, there's limitations to how you're going to both be able to connect and get together. Ultimately, that's the aim and it can happen and does happen. But there are a lot of couples out there that have to walk the journey somewhat alone. And so long as they are feeling great about that and not sort of collapsing into feeling, oh dear, this is terrible. But so long as they're feeling strong in themselves and absolutely fine and free perhaps to take a journey and go somewhere or to do other things, take up a course and develop themselves, set up a little business, do whatever, they can have a great life still and be in that coupleship in a sort of semi-satisfied manner uh, from the point of view of the actual marriage but feeling still great about themselves and I think that's ultimately the most important thing. That's nice. That's important. Now, there'll be people going, oh, yes, I want to get some coaching from Shona. So um, it's retire, www, or as they say in New Zealand, dub, 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 retireonfire.co.nz. So not .com.nz, it's .co.nz, and uh, you can get Shona there. Now, Shona. It's a great business, man. It is a great business. Oh, I love it. Retire on fire. So good, isn't it? It's great. I love it. What we, we have to think of something a bit more inventive, I think, you and me, MP. <laughs> because that's so good. That puts us to shame. <laughs> anyway, that's fantastic. Shana, I noticed that lots of people, you know, their relationship starts to fall apart very, very young, you know, 35, 40. They've been married for 10, 15 years, and um, they kind of go, oh, is this what it's all, is this what it's going to be? Um, it's it's kind of not what I thought it was going to be. The couple of kids are, you know, off to school now, and um, they're back in the swing of work and all those sorts of things. What are the important things that people need to do um, in their middle ages, middle years, say approaching 50, um, where they um, you know, could identify that there's some things that are maybe a little bit cancerous to the relationship that may affect their retirement? What are the sorts of things that they should be looking out for at that point? Um, I think probably they need to see how well they're really engaging with each other because, again, the focus is slightly off. We don't realise how much we're kept together by the focus of our kids and we're focused on those and doing point. things together and we have kind of um, lost a little bit of the first love focus that we had when we were just alone with our partner. The spark? Yes, that spark, that initial thing, tends to naturally um, diminish somewhat but uh, I think learning to regenerate that and um, making a point of um, doing nice things together, having time alone, definitely scheduling that in so that you've got time alone on your own and time together as a couple. And then working and thinking about date nights and having perhaps uh, special conversations that you're going to be generating uh, to see how you're both still feeling towards each other and how you can make that even more precious and um, taking little opportunities to definitely reinforce each other and encourage each other and sometimes just lifting the game in, in the terms of being positive um, towards partners, uh, then the spark can come back because... Um, Often the humdrum of life of rushing to get children off to school and bustling around the house and joining up with other people and doing things, we've perhaps not taken as much time to to give that encouraging word 
or smile or hug or kiss uh, to our partner and just say, hey, you're great. I still love being with you. Isn't this fantastic that we have got this life together? Let's see how we can better it. And just little tiny things of being um, constructive towards that building and um, constantly keeping it in mind that it needs working on. All relationships need work. There is no perfect relationship. It's often hard going, and but it does take work. And so long as that commitment's there still, keep the fire alive and try and, you know, upbuild each other at all times. Shona, I could sit here and listen to you talk all day. Is it the I accent? Think the, I think, is it the accent or the wisdom? Oh, it, it's the accent. It's the wisdom. I don't think I've spoken so little on a podcast as I have on this. No, you haven't. I have just <laughs> There's no thinking about talk. that. It's straight up. You haven't. And um, <laughs> maybe the Trevor Hendy interview, but that was both of us. But Shona, I am so excited. As I said to you before this uh, recording, Shona, I would love Ikaria to be tomorrow because I am so excited to spend ten days over there with you. And um, for anyone that's listening, I just if you if you've loved this and you really feel like Shona can help, I couldn't encourage you enough to either go to retireonfire.co.nz and check out Shona's work and. Um, employ Shana to be your wonderful coach or come and join us in Ikaria um, and spend 10 days with Shona, Damo and I and the other beautiful people that have registered for this wonderful trip. But Shona, thank you so much for your wisdom um, this morning. You've been an absolute joy to listen to. Oh, look, thank you very, very much. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed being with you and, and I'll be absolutely thrilled to toss a few plates or smash a few plates in Greece with you as well. <laughs> Dance is all with us. Nice. All years too, right? That'll be first on the agenda. Uh, it's going to be lots of fun. going to be lots of fun. Damo, thank you so much, great man, for your wisdom on this edition of 100 Not Out. Remember, folks, we would love to hear your feedback. There's many numbers of ways to provide it. The best is to go to our website at thewellnesscatch.com forward slash 100 not out also if you've liked this episode please subscribe to the podcast on itunes and check out the wellnesscatch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available including the number one show the wellness guys and remember if you're coming to the wellness summit make sure you go to the wellnesscatch.com and register for the special early bird two for one tickets as always until next week folks continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.